Hi guys, welcome to Blunt Blowing Mama podcast. I am your host, Shanitria, and I'm back at y'all to talk about all things cannabis and parenthood because I am a mom to two kids, a four-year-old and an almost eight-month-old. Oh my gosh, how, what? Yeah, that's me. (laughs) And if you're wondering how I'm able to do a podcast and take care of two kids, it's because of cannabis. (laughs) It's my medicine. It helps me to be the best person possible and helps so many other women and moms and dads. And that's probably why you're listening, right? Because you can relate and you realize that we are not bad parents because we like weed. (laughs) Period. Like, get that out of your head. Go tell somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody. Put the word on the street. (laughs) So... On this episode, I have a super dupa, dupa fly <laughs> um, guest. She is the creator of Cannabis in Parenthood. I know you know who I'm talking about, Miss Kira Faye. She's awesome. She's so smart. This was such a good episode, you guys. I cannot wait for y'all to hear it. But before we dive in, <laughs> you know what we got to do? We got to smoke some weed (laughs) i'm like i'm so ready i feel like every time i'm recording the podcast i'm always just like oh this is my first time smoking weed today and you guys must think i'm lying but like real talk this is my first time smoking weed today and i'm so like i didn't even get a chance to vape like i literally woke up this morning made breakfast breastfed my baby did my daughter's hair did this interview for the podcast Now I'm recording. I got dishes in the sink that need to be washed. So as soon as I finish recording this episode, I got to go wash dishes. And, you know, my boyfriend has the kids. He just took them out so that I could have the cribs to myself to record this podcast. But, you know, my life never stops. You know, it's super busy. And it's busy. And I'm not even working right now. I'm doing Blunt Boy Mama. I say full-time, but it's actually kind of part-time. Because when you have two kids, can you really have a full-time job? I mean, you can. You totally can. But, like... I'm not going to lie to you guys. It feels so good to just be with my kids and my baby every day. It's a luxury I didn't have with my first kid. And so this time I'm like adamant. I'm putting my foot down. I want to be with him at home for as long as possible. And I feel like so many women just don't have that privilege. They don't have that option. It's not a choice. Bills got to get paid, you know, and America don't give no fucks about how you're going to pay your bills as long as you pay your bills. And they don't care that you got a baby or you just had a baby. And it's becoming more and more clear to me every day that like that first year of life is so critical for a child and they need to be with their parents, specifically their mother, as much as possible. And it's not only good for baby, it's good for mom. Like, and if that's, especially if that's what you want, mama, then you need to be home with your baby. Make it any means, <laughs> any means necessary. I mean, it's not possible for everybody. But if, the, if a woman wants to do that, then it should be well within her rights to stay at home with her baby for as long as she can until she feels comfortable with going back home. You know, I'm not going back home, going back to work <laughs> if she ever wants to go back at all. And that's up to her. That's her. That should be her prerogative. She shouldn't be forced to go back to work just because she's got to, you know, buy a diapers for the baby or buy food for her or pay her rent you know it's tough man it's tough it's just let's just smoke some weed I don't want to talk about this shit (laughs) so grab whatever you guys are about to puff on whether that be a joint or a pipe or your bong which is my personal favorite you know I'm smoking out of my bong my baby Brooklyn yeah 
let's just do this. I'm ready. So I'm about to smoke on Hurricane. Okay. I told my boyfriend to go to the dispensary and pick out a sativa. Have fun, whichever one you want. He picked out this strain called Hurricane. I have not smoked it before. I've never heard of it before. <laughs> I don't know what its effects are supposed to be other than it's a sativa. So it's supposed, it should be a good daytime uh, strain for me to smoke and keep me creative, buzzy, alert and everything. But I don't know what's going to happen because just because something is a, is, is a sativa, sativa. <laughs> Just because it says that doesn't really mean that it's going to have the same effects as other sativa strains that you may have um, smoked in the past. They're all different. They have different things going on within their biological makeup <laughs> um, as a strain. And the way your body's set up and how you function, it may hit you different. So my boyfriend, Jared, he said that he liked it when he smoked it. I haven't smoked it yet, so I'm about to smoke it. It looks cute. It smells really good. So here goes nothing. <laughs> I mean, it should be, I, I think I'll be fine. I always get like a little, not nervous, but like kind of like a slight bit of excitement when I'm about to smoke. I don't know what I was just saying. I literally just had to pause <laughs> recording the podcast because um, we are getting my daughter new shoes and my boyfriend just had to call me to check and see what kind of shoes to get her. <laughs> I feel like as a mom, like you're never, you're never not momming, right? <laughs> you're always momming. Like there's always some sort of mom shit you got to do. Like I can literally send my boyfriend and be like, go do this, go do that, blah, blah, blah. And he's going to call me at least once, which as he should, right? Because I would rather him call me and interrupt me recording a podcast, interrupt me taking a shower, interrupt me washing my hair, interrupt me getting my nails done. Whatever I'm doing, I would rather him do it like do that interrupt me and ask me then come home and have done like he have fucked some shit up <laughs> or made the wrong decision or got something that I didn't want him to get or buy something that I didn't want him to buy and I'd be like why didn't you just call or text me <laughs> so I appreciate it you know it took me a long time to train him he's gonna hate that I said this but it took me a long time to train him just just call me text me I don't care even if I might be a little annoyed just at, I will be even more annoyed if you don't do what I want you to do. <laughs> Anyways, let me smoke this fucking weed, yo. <laughs> hmm. Yep. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. Oh. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That right. <laughs> mm -hmm. That right there is just what I needed. <sighs> I already feel. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so 
I guess I'll let you guys know um, at the end of the episode how the strain hits me or how it feels because it does take like, you know, a few minutes or so for, you know, the effects to kick in and then I'll be able to give a proper review <laughs> of the strain. Initial thoughts. It hits well, you know, it's got a cute little taste, you know, to her. Yeah, I liked it. But I like all weed for the most part. I don't think I've ever met a strain that I wouldn't fuck with at least once. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Anyways, enough of moi. I know you guys want to get into this interview and hear my chat with Kira. She's so awesome. You guys uh, definitely, you're going to love this. We talk about all that shit about being a mom and using weed. That's because she's a mom too. And she has had dealings with CPS. She's had dealings with doctors that talk shit to you because you use cannabis. She's been through all of it and she's dropping gems. So get ready. Oh yeah. And also she has an adorable daughter who was (laughs) cutely protesting in the background (laughs) while we were recording. And I love it. I was just like, she's like, yeah, my daughter's like, you know, crying right now, but she's fine. She's just refusing to take a nap. And I'm just like, girl, it's called Blunt Boy Mama. Like, we are mamas. I totally get it. So if you hear a little voice in the background (laughs) of this episode, don't worry. She's okay. (laughs) She's just being a little kid. And that's what little kids do is they like to cause problems for their parents. Or they like to, they just like to be heard, right? I, you know, they're cute. They do things and we still love them. And so that's all. <laughs> okay. Before I go, it just hit me. Like I was about to stop and hit stop. And then like, phew, I got hit by the high and it feels really fucking great. Like I feel, mm, I don't want to use the word euphoric. But I feel uplifted a lot. Like I'm very lifted and I feel happy. I feel chatty. So I'm hoping that this doesn't make me talk longer than I want to right now. But um, this is a good strain. Hurricane. That's what it's called. And I think I fucks with it. It's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Not bye, but listen to the rest of the episode. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome back to Blunt Boy Mama Podcast. I have a super special guest for you guys. You may know her as the creator of the Cannabis and Parenthood page on Instagram. She is always dropping so many gems and facts about recent studies and articles that have come out around cannabis and breastfeeding and cannabis and being pregnant. And she just has like, so many facts and <laughs> and she just knows so many things. So I'm just going to let her introduce herself for you guys. And yeah, enjoy. <laughs> All right. Hi, guys. My name is Kira Fay. I'm the founder of Cannabis and Parenthood. Um, I work in, I have a variety of jobs in the cannabis space. Um, I'm an operations manager for a cannabis insurance company. CBD manufacturer, which is fun. And then um, make what content marketer? <laughs> There's so many oh. things I don't even know. <laughs> that sums it up though. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. And tell people more about, I mean, I love your cannabis and the parenthood page, but like for people who don't know, let them know like what's the page about? Like what kind of inspired you to start it? Oh, yeah. Well, Cannabis and Parenthood is what I like to think of it as 
kind of like a filter. So I take articles, studies, pages like yours as well, and I just try and introduce them to um, cannabis mothers or cannabis-consuming mothers or mothers who are interested in cannabis, breastfeeding, pregnant, or experiencing postpartum depression. So what inspired me to create this page was um, through my own pregnancy, early 2017, I discovered I was pregnant. I was four months pregnant, and I was consuming heavily those four months because I'm a um, daily consumer. And um, I didn't know I was pregnant for those four months, but I was consuming one to two, three times a day. And uh, when I discovered I was pregnant, I went to the OB and um, I told her of my cannabis consumption and she got just, this woman went crazy. (laughs) Wait, what do you mean? What did she do? What did she say? I don't know. But like, I had to stop her for a minute and be like, you're being inappropriate. (laughs) Wow. She was livid. She was very upset that I was a cannabis consumer. She was very upset that I was consuming while I was pregnant. And um, she was just throwing a ton of facts at me, facts, quote unquote. She was just throwing a bunch of information, I think that's what she thought it was, at me. And um, I got to the point where I stopped her and I'm like, can you provide me with these resources so I can look this up? Because I'm very interested in this now. I had no idea. It didn't really even cross my mind using cannabis while pregnant. Like I didn't, I didn't think about that. It's kind of like eating cabbage. Like you just, you don't think about it. It's just a vegetable if applied appropriately. So I thought, so she was just throwing all this information at me and she couldn't provide me with the resources that I was asking for. So I was like, I need to find another opinion. This isn't good enough. And, um, I found a new OB cause I just couldn't deal with that. <laughs> But, um, Good for you. <laughs> like immediately after coming home from that experience, I started a cannabis and uh, cannabis and parenthood on Instagram, and wanted to see if other moms were experiencing what I just experienced. And, right. Um, yes. <laughs> and yes, they are. Yeah. <laughs> and large numbers. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like we were talking about DMs. Like the amount of DMs I get on a daily basis is just nuts. Of moms all over the world, not even just in the U.S., like everywhere, in Germany, Japan, like it's just crazy. And um, everybody just wants to know, like that's really the bottom line. People just want to know. They they don't want to shift through all of the bullshit articles that are out there and all the, the, you know, all they do is stir up fear or confuse. And that's what people are, you know, it's kind of disappointing that that's what's out there recently. And that's what I try and do on my page is call these articles out explain why they are false and reference the studies, which is very important to me. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And, you know, much like you, I get tons of direct messages, DMs on Instagram, and it's just like, oh, my gosh. It's not just women in the U.S. It's not just women in California. It's, you know, like you said, everywhere. It's women in Europe, and I've had women in, like, Brazil. And, like, I'm just like, what? You're listening to It's crazy. It's like, wait, you're following me? Why? (laughs) Wow. And it's all the same questions, no matter what the woman, like, what race, what age. It doesn't matter where they're located. It's always the same questions. I'm using cannabis, and I'm pregnant help like can you give me any advice mm-hmm. I want to use cannabis and I'm pregnant help can you give me any advice I am using cannabis and I'm breastfeeding or I want to help I need advice you know it's the yeah. same thing or, and I told my doctor my doctor yelled at me my doctor made me feel bad my doctor shamed me and it's the same things and it's just like oh my 
gosh, why is this happening everywhere? <laughs> it, is, it is crazy. Like it, it is absolutely crazy. I never give medical advice when I'm asked these questions. I, I what I how I view myself is I view myself as a resource. So if mm -hmm. I have women asking me questions about cannabis and breastfeeding, I'll say I'm, you know, I'll begin with I'm not a medical doctor. I can't give you medical advice, but check right. this out, this out, this out, and here's my personal opinion. Right. Based on exactly. what I'm sending you. And usually they make an educated decision after that, which is what I focus on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important. I, I try to say that as much as possible. It's like, look, I'm, I can only speak from my own experience. Mm. I can tell you what I've heard other women tell me, but I am not a doctor. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you should ask your doctor, but I understand if you don't feel comfortable with asking your doctor and there are risks was yeah. asking your doctor. So oh. you have to kind of weigh it, you know, and think about like what's going to be best for you. And I can't tell you that. But um, I think a, a lot of women just want to feel like or they want to know that they're not alone in doing this or having these thoughts. Yeah, and I think that, yeah, that's like the first the first step in them realizing that like, okay, this isn't a bad thing. I just need to go about this differently oh, or think totally. about, yeah. DMs were like, before I found your page, I thought I was crazy. And then now I'm realizing that I'm not the only one. And it's like, oh no, we're all crazy. <laughs> we're, all crazy here. we're trying to figure it out. <laughs> and cannabis helps, sir. Help, 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 blah, blah, tongue tied. Cannabis, <laughs> cannabis helps us. So we're not crazy. <laughs> so. Tell me like a little bit about like you, like where are you from? Um, how did you discover cannabis and how did you figure out that like it's all right for me to continue consuming while pregnant? Right. So my background's very complex. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. I'll just like start with, you know, I'll, I'll do like a timeline and just do bullet points. So it kind of, I think my health journey started when um, my mother passed away when I was nine. Mm -hmm. um, she was declined uh, service because she didn't have health insurance. And um, unfortunately, the next day she passed away. Wow. And it was totally preventable. Um, she had a, a brain cyst. So they could have easily dealt with that. But they, the doctor did decline um, servicing her because of that very reason. She didn't have health insurance. And that's kind of when I started realizing you know, our medical system a little bit more and I'm kind of not focusing on it, but questioning it. Shortly after her passing, I moved in with my parents or my father and my stepmother in Oregon. And um, that was a very bad situation, unfortunately. I share a little bit of this in my private page at Kira Fay, but my, my stepmother was very abusive. So um, I was, for a short period of time, I'd say about four months, I ran away from that situation. I was living under a bridge oh, in, wow. Port in Portland. It was, How it was old were you at the time? You were still nine? Um, no, I was. I think it was thirteen. Oh, so you're still young. Like, you're you're young. I was young. Yeah, I was a freshman in high school. Wow. At that time, so I started high school at twelve. So I was yeah, I was almost a sophomore. So yeah, I was living under a bridge for a while, and then of course the foster care system picked me up. Um, you know, it, it's not hard to tell if somebody's living under a bridge. Yeah. Because <laughs> I still went to school every day. That's good. Yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. It, to, to be honest, I stole food from the cafeteria. That's why I went. But <laughs> so whatever bad. your reason, and you got you were there. You I, that's all that matters. It was for the bagels. But um. <laughs> but anyway, the foster care system picked me up, and that's again when I had a run-in with the medical system. When they picked me up, they were trying to give me um medications, 
It's like antidepressants was one of the big ones that they'd give all foster children. Wait, why would they give a 13-year-old antidepressants? I don't know. And I didn't feel depressed. I was sad. Of course I was. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I was, yeah, I was very, very like abused for many years um, by my stepmother. And then I lived under a bridge for a while. Like I was very depressed. Yes. Don't get me wrong, but not enough for medications. And the children that I was with, I was in a group. It was more like an orphanage. Mm. And um, a lot of the other kids there around my age, they all had numbers of prescription pills that they were taking on a daily basis. Yeah. It was very weird. Um, they were all just acting, you know, they all acted like zombies throughout the day. So that was another glimpse of what our medical care system looked like. We're like, why are we drugging foster kids? Like we should be talking to them. They're fucked up. (laughs) Like we shouldn't be like sedating them. Right. But, um, I refused of course to take anything because I just knew that that wasn't going to help me. Well, good for you. Thank you. (laughs) um, (laughs) I, you know, it was obvious like this, this is not the way. So long story short, I ended up in an abusive relationship after escaping foster care is what I call it. And Mm -hmm. um, my boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, was an opiate user. Mm -hmm. He didn't consume cannabis too often. He occasionally, you know, smoked a joint, but he um, did heroin. Oh, wow. And um, thankfully, he didn't try and pass it on to me, luckily. Mm-hmm. Um, but he ended up overdosing and he passed away. And then right after that happened, my whole world kind of shattered. Wow. And, um, cause I, I lost and I gained and I lost and I gained and that's like, it was just a roller coaster of, I can't do this. So shortly after he passed, I'd say about a week, I ended up moving to Japan, Tokyo. Wow. How did that come about? Uh, the plane ticket was only $700. that's it (laughs) it was just cheap and I'm like let's go here and um I was kind of hanging out in a park on a bench for a couple of months Mm -hmm. got picked up from a modeling agency which was kind of cool wow (laughs) (laughs) so I was like homeless to a model it's like a sitcom and and I did that for a number of years like eight years and then um, I moved back to America because I was like, let's give the U.S. another go. I had a pretty bad run here in the beginning. Let's try again. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened, but right when I moved back, my health declined drastically. I was like losing weight. I couldn't keep food down. And the doctors were prescribing me pill after pill after pill to help me gain an appetite. And um, I was taking these pills because I, I didn't know any better. I think at my lowest, I weighed 85 pounds. Wow. How tall are you? I'm pretty tall. I'm like five. Well, not pretty tall. I'm five, six. That's average. But I'm. Yeah, that's average. Oh, that's really small for. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was. (laughs) It was not good. Not good. Um, The doctor wanted to admit me in the hospital at one point and he put a deadline on me, which was just terrifying. That's horrible. That's not helping you. No. He's like, you probably have like three months. I'm like, oh, probably just about three months. Okay, good. Good to know. Um, Did they figure out what was the cause? No, no. I don't think they cared, really, to be honest. Mm. I don't think that, like, when I explained my symptoms or if I explained how I felt, I felt like it was being dismissed or I wasn't being taken seriously. Mm. So it was kind of just a one-sided conversation almost every time I went, and then I'd come home with two more pills that would maybe help me, 
maybe not. Here are the side effects. Mm. Sorry if you can hear my daughter in the back. You're a mom. I understand. Right. <laughs> I have to kick mine out to get, to get <laughs> quiet. Here. She's like, anyway, I have the baby monitor here. She's cool. Um, so yeah, let's get to a positive area now. <laughs> so after you know, a month after my doctor visit, when he gave me that three month deadline, I smoked a joint. <laughs> right. Thinking like, okay, I've seen people do this and I hear great things and the munchies sound like something I need right now. So let's give this a go. <laughs> and, um, ta-da, I'm here today. Like that's what did it. It was honestly just, it was a two to one ratio, CBD, THC, the strain was canatonic and that canatonic saved my life. Wow. 100%. And that's basically stimulated an appetite for you. Oh yeah. I want to say I gained weight. I'm fairly thin already, or just, you know, my build is very small. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm like 105 right now, which is a good weight for me. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I gained weight. Uh, I got healthy, some muscle. My hair was growing back because, you know, when you get to a certain point, you kind of, your hair thins out, you lose your hair, hair thins. You yeah. know, nails, all that stuff. So I didn't look that great. I kind of, the joke is I look like Schmeagle. <laughs> From, it's funny now. <laughs> yeah, so I discovered cannabis, um, saved my life, and I've just dove into this industry. I started working with Weed Maps for a couple of years. I had my own cooking show called Cooking with Kira. That's cool. It's on YouTube. It's pretty cool. I think it's like the most viewed video on Weed Maps TV. Nice. Yeah, I just started working with small businesses, helping them build. I work mainly back end, but that's kind of where I'm at today. That's so cool. I mean, like, what uh, journey you've been on? Like, wow. First of all, kudos to you for discovering cannabis and for putting your foot down and, and just being firm, you know, about things at certain points in your life. And I've said this before, like, it's so hard to kind of look at an authority figure like a doctor and realize, like, mm, what you're doing for me is not working. <laughs> and like, you don't have the answers. I need to find something for myself. I think that's like a scary moment and realization for a lot of people mm. is when you realize that doctors aren't gods and doctors are just people just like you oh, and absolutely. are susceptible to stigmas and opinions. And you have to do what's best for you regardless. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's like, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> yeah, it's the ultimate breakup, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not working out. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> you know, like for me personally, like I've been using cannabis for years and not for any particular reason. It was mostly just because like, hey, I like it. Life gets stressful. This helps me out, but not really being able to articulate the reasons and what it does for me and not even realizing that it was doing anything. Mm. And then eventually coming to California and like, oh, shit, like there are terms and words <laughs> so many strains and like things yes. and realizing that like this is medicine and this is a plan it's not just some party favor or like a drug it's not a drug so mm. everybody comes to that realization in different ways I love to hear how people get to that so thank you for sharing yeah <laughs> did you use cannabis while you were breastfeeding I did. Yeah. I get that question a lot. So um, when I, my birthing story was just intense. But Go um, for it. Oh God. <laughs> I'm so angry. I'm so angry. 
my water broke, went into the hospital uh, a couple mm-hmm. hours afterwards. It was raining and there was traffic. So I was literally like the pregnant woman in labor with the window down saying, get the fuck out of my way to a bunch of cars. <laughs> I, I was really serious. I'm like, I'm not having my baby in a car. In a car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not this car. <laughs> not any car, honestly. It was my car. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, but yeah, I was like that crazy lady, showed up to the hospital. They put me in a room and... um it was really quick. I was reading a bunch of books on how to deliver. And mm-hmm. um, I had this whole like plan, like, I'm going to do it like this. And this is how it's going to work. And no one's going to tell me what to do because I know what to do because it's my body. Right. And um, so I think it took about six pushes. And then she was born. She was delivered. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have this, I had this strategy and it worked. But it was what happened during that short amount of time that was like, what the fuck? They asked me if I wanted an epidural, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know. Like, it, maybe it's too late to have an epidural because she's crowning. Oh hell yeah, it's too late. <laughs> they didn't think so. So they basically, I've had these intense, like I don't even know what you would call them. Are they contractions? Just intense contractions as they're sticking this needle up my spine. It was oh, okay, don't move, and I'm like, fuck you, don't move. Like, what do you mean, don't move? <laughs> they got it in there. Epidurals, and then right after they put it in, I laid back, which I didn't want to do. I wanted to squat because that just seems like more of a natural position to deliver mm-hmm. a baby. But um, they laid me back. Epidural was not kicking in. They said it takes about thirty minutes, and I'm like, she's crowning. Like, why would you do that to me? <laughs> right. Get money for administering an epidural? Like, how much do you get to do this? Oh uh, yeah, they get paid money for that. You pay for that epidural. Yeah. I breathed her out. That was how I did it so quickly and like fluidly. I just, I breathed. I didn't push. There was no pushing involved. It was all breathing. Mm -hmm. So it was like six breaths and there she was. And then I wanted to pull her out. But as I, you know, sat up to pull her out, there were literally, not kidding you, from two people to 11 people totally up in my business. (laughs) watching me deliver a baby and I just remember two people when they laid me back as I sat back up 11 people in the room so I was basically like a a show (laughs) without being asked like if they asked me I think I would have been all right with it were these like residents or interns or something yeah they didn't ask you if it was okay so it was just sitting up ready to pull my daughter out and there's like a doctor there already pulling her out and then 11 interns and I'm like hi <laughs> hi everybody I was angry as you should yeah I was just angry so I was like okay give me my daughter then and go away is <laughs> kind of how I felt I'm ready to go home mm-hmm. um, she tore me a little bit so they had to stitch me up and um they took her cleaned her up and then they gave her to me and that's when I was like okay it was worth it. Like, we're cool now. We're cool. I'm ready to go home. <laughs> right. And um, they wouldn't let me go home. They said I had to stay for two days. So I was just kind of just miserable. I felt like I had no control over mm-hmm. what was happening to me. And um, I had everything planned and I felt fine, but I didn't have a say in what I wanted. And the people around me, I'm not naming names here, they weren't supportive in a sense where they were listening to the doctors, which I understand that, um, you know. I've never delivered a baby before, so they have more experience than I do, but I still felt like I wasn't being listened to. Mm-hmm. Again, in a hospital, a medical professional is not taking me seriously. Anyway, 
got back home, they prescribed me these pain medications that I asked them not to. So I'm like, no, I don't need it. I'm fine. I actually feel great. Um, that was a pretty easy birth, you know. But they gave them to me anyway, and um, I still have them, which is funny. I keep them because I think it's just, you know, it was an experience. But um, I was microdosing instead of taking pain medications while I was breastfeeding. So right when I got home. And um, I'm, I'm sure you know what microdosing is, taking yeah. like a quarter of what I usually do for an edible, for example. So if I take, if 20 milligrams is my max, I'd take five milligrams. And that's what I consider my microdose. Right. Taking smaller amounts so you're still able to function without getting high. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I was doing that for, until I needed it. And then I kind of stopped smoking or stopped consuming for about a month afterwards. So I was microdosing for two months. When she was three months old, I stopped for a little bit. And then when she was four months, I went right back into my cannabis routine, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is two to three times a day, what have you. Mm -hmm. Except right now where she's crying because she doesn't want to nap. She's doing great. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's to be expected. <laughs> She's just not having it. But um, no, she's healthy. She's hitting every milestone. Like there's no issues. And I consumed four months in and I was consuming while breastfeeding. And I have this happy, healthy, happy, healthy daughter. Right, right. When you told that doctor that you um, were using cannabis and, you know, she tore into you for whatever psycho reasons she did <laughs> and you switched doctors, did you tell that other doctor that you were using cannabis or did you decide that maybe I should stop or like how did your mindset change? Hmm. There's more components to this. I think I felt a little scared to tell mm -hmm. the, the second one, because I was a foster care child. I was a foster kid myself. So I know that system very well. And my fear was CPS. That was probably my biggest fear. So when I met my second OB, I didn't really bring it up until she asked me. And then I brought it up. But it wasn't something that I openly said. I was kind of just waiting. Every time I went in, I'm like, is she going to ask me today? Is this the day where she's going to ask me? And she did. And I told her and she said, did you stop? And I said, yeah, I stopped, you know, two months ago. And she says, oh, okay. And then she dismissed it. It wasn't a fun experience <laughs> to go right. get a checkup and see my baby's heartbeat and just be in this fear. Is she going to ask me this question? Is she going to report me at what's going to happen? That was scary. And then um, ugh, I get emotional about CPS. I actually had them knock on my door one time. When, um, my this is after you had your daughter? After, yeah. She was uh, four months old. And um, I think in most cases, a lot of people use CPS as a weapon against somebody. So um, in my case, that's what this was. We had somebody who was upset and they decided to use CPS as a tool to hurt us. And uh, we had the caseworker come in. She walked around the house. I told her, hey, I know what you're doing. I've been in the system. I know everything. So, you know, like, right, we're cool kind of thing. Mm -hmm. She kind of told me how it went and I explained everything to her, like the situation that my husband and I were going through with this individual. And um, we showed her our stash where I always keep my product locked in a, like a box, right? Yeah. You know, like a, a mom stash. I hide my stuff. It's not out in the open. Of course it's not. Why would it be? It's a medicine. You don't leave out in the open. Exactly. <laughs> right? Right. But um, I showed her everything and I basically said, like, you really don't need to be here. I don't want to waste your time. 
what's the next step? And she closed the case in 30 minutes after meeting us, which was really cool. But it was still a really scary experience. And on my Cannabis and Parenthood page, I get a lot of DMs of situations that did not go well, like mine did, where the children were actually removed from the house. And a lot of DMs I get are of moms just frantic asking me, what do I do? What do I do? I feel like, what did you do to help, I guess, make them go away? (laughs) I think it was really my knowledge around the plant. So she would come in, she called it marijuana. And I'm like, that's not what it is. The social worker, right? Yeah, she called it marijuana. And I'm like, it's not marijuana. What you're investigating today is cannabis. So I think it was my knowledge that kind of got rid of her. (laughs) (laughs) Just, you know, like, I know what I'm talking about. I know what this is. I know what it does. I'm, it's locked away. It's hidden. I'm aware of my consumption. I'm aware of my dosing. Like you honestly don't need to be here to micromanage my parenting is how not the situation. I didn't actually say that it was a very pleasant meeting, but that was definitely the sense of what was going on. And, um, I said that it was just nicer. <laughs> she was a social worker. So it was like, right, ma'am. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> ma'am. Ma'am. Get the fuck out of my house, ma'am. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it was knowledge. So I always recommend mothers to just stay up to date with the laws and the studies. So when you are put in a situation like that, you can't disregard fact. Like you, you cannot and um, that's what I was showing this caseworker. Like, I know this much more than you do. So good day was my attitude with it. <laughs> she called it marijuana. That was the first, like, okay. Strike one, bitch. <laughs> like, oh, my God, sweetheart. You know why you're here? What's your name? But she was lovely. I, I don't want to bash her because it's not her as an individual. It's just She's just doing know, a job. She's just doing her job, but I was like mama bear. So like, get out of my house. <laughs> I mean, you have a four month old, right? This is your first kid. Like you you don't know what's going on with this baby. Y'all are still getting to know each other. And then you have this stranger in your house trying to police. Oh, I was devastated. Like if she, I've been in the system and the system is not a good place to be. There's a lot of stuff that happens in the foster care system to children. And thankfully it didn't happen to me because I knew how to, anyway, the idea of her potentially taking my child and putting my child in the foster care system put me over the edge. Like that was probably the scariest moment of my entire life. I and mean, I've had a lot of scary moments and that was the scariest for sure. You threaten children. You don't mess with kids. Yeah, I 100% agree. Was the visit announced or did, was it unannounced? Were you expecting like someone no, or was totally blindsided? I was with my daughter pushing her in a stroller walking back to my house from the grocery store that's across the street. And there's this woman in front of my door. And I'm like, hello. <laughs> and she asked me, are you Kira? And I'm like, yes, crazy lady. Like, who are you? <laughs> and um, she explained the situation. So I invited her inside and we kind of went from there. So it it was just random, like very random. Did you find out who reported you or? Yes. Do you want to share? No. (laughs) No, That's behind me now and it doesn't matter. 
I hear you moving forward for sure. Okay, so enough talk about the heavy shit. I know. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm like dumb. <laughs> no, I'm I mean, a very this is, happy person. Okay. This is the reality, you know, for a lot of moms, and moms want to hear this stuff because just like you, I get a lot of messages from moms asking, like, what can I do with the situation? I've never personally dealt with CPS. Hopefully, I never do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I always say like knowledge is key to everything. Any situation you can find yourself in life, you need to know your shit. You need to because nobody can fight facts. Like you said, nobody can fight information when you're smart. Nobody can tell you shit because like, you know, your shit. So, you know, power. It is power. If you have knowledge, it's still power. Yeah, you can anyone in the room, if you can shut anyone up, if you know what you're talking about. Exactly. And so. I always just tell people like education is the best way. Even if you're just listening to this podcast, like you're informing yourself in some way mm-hmm. and, you know, take it upon yourself to do a couple of Googles, you know, just Google a couple of things and figure out what's what in your state. And even if you don't have any of that knowledge, just common sense stuff, lock your stash up, keep it out of the way of the kids. If you can't lock it up then put it up somewhere high, that's out of reach, you know, and that's out of sight. And so that if somebody does pop up on you, it's like, oh, yeah, it's here far away. I can't even reach it. So they can't reach it. I need a stool. Which was the case in our house for a long time. <laughs> and I told my boyfriend, like, I would have to always, I'm like, babe, can you reach this? And I was like, actually, we're not putting you up here anymore because I'm tired of this. Like, I can't keep looking. <laughs> and my daughter's short. So she uses the stool. And so I'm just like, we, nobody can reach shit in this house. <laughs> So like we have things locked away and I have like a cute little stash box that I lock like the actual flower up and like the concentrate that I dab with and that's locked up. But as far as like our glass pieces, which can be kind of tall, they're away, but they're like close behind like a cabinet and, you know. And I just told my daughter, I'm like, I know you can see these, but do not touch these. It will break. It is glass. You will make me so sad. (laughs) If you are open and honest with kids about that, like, just don't touch this. This isn't for you. Like my daughter, she doesn't have access to my stuff. But just in general, if I say this is mine, this isn't yours, she respects it. Yeah. Yeah. She's two years old, but she's like, okay, that's mom's. Don't touch it or just she'll be mad. (laughs) Exactly. It's just like a nice bottle of perfume that I have. Don't touch this. My lipstick. Don't touch this. My bong. Don't touch this. Everything's in the same category. Don't touch any of this stuff. This foundation is expensive (laughs) for mommy's face. This lipstick is expensive. I don't want to have to buy another one. Don't touch it. Don't touch my lipstick. Don't touch my foundation. Don't touch my bong. Right. (laughs) If you don't touch any of those things we are good capiche <laughs> i will still love you totally oh she's I, I, I will love you but i will never forgive you yeah and that's really the journey of motherhood right there. <laughs> setting boundaries mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so i mentioned to you before we started that i had a question from oh, one yeah. of my from a lovely young lady. I won't say her name, but she sent me a message on Instagram. So I'm going to read it and I want your help in answering it because um, why not? You have, you have the knowledge. So, <laughs> so here it is. Um, she says, currently pregnant mama here. I, hello, I'm seven months pregnant and also currently a blunt blown mama. <laughs> I keep it a secret. Only my hubby and close friend knows. I absolutely can't do pretty much anything in my pregnancy without a puff. No eating, no energy, have all types of pain. Morning sickness lasts forever. 
But once I get that two or three good puffs in, everything is fine. The only problem is I live in a state where it is not legal medically or otherwise. And I'm wondering if this will cause any problems when I deliver my sunshine. Thank you for taking the time to read. Any advice is welcome. Peace. Hmm. Okay. That's a tough one, right? <laughs> that is a tough one. I have a couple things to say about it. Go um, for it. So she's in a state that's where it's not medically yeah. legal, which is yeah. another issue that I have. Not issue, but it's a concern that I have is a lot of, I get DMs like this as well, where mothers say that they're consuming, but they're consuming in an illegal state. And the cannabis they're consuming concerns me. Is it tested? Is it regulated? What is it? What's in it? Pesticides. pesticides. Yeah. yeah. I find that very concerning because I feel like that's going to be the next target in these studies and these articles is they're going to start targeting moms who are consuming illegal states saying they're getting their babies sick. And it's like, well, of course they are that, you know, it's not legal. They don't have safe access. What do you expect? Right. Right. But that's something that I'm trying to kind of explore a little bit more. But that's just something I wanted everyone to keep in mind is always try and if you can, I know it's hard, but if you can consume um, safe and tested, tested product. Now on the fact if she'll have issues upon delivery, if the, so doctors are what you would call mandatory reporters, just like psychiatrists and teachers, like if they feel like something's going wrong with a minor, they will report to CPS. That doesn't exclude a newborn. So if they are under suspicion, the doctors are under suspicion that the mother is consuming cannabis in an illegal state, especially the chances of CPS showing up are fairly high. And now this is in an illegal state, like in California, for example, I feel like the chances are a lot lower. Mm-hmm. But, but um, it's still a chance. I've had moms who told me in California, they've had CPS show up because a doctor um, reported them. And, you know, this is a state where it's recreationally legal for adult use. And, you know, it does come down to the doctor in the hospital. It does. <laughs> it's an abuse of power, really. Yeah. I think it, it's definitely a bias and it's very unprofessional. Yeah. In my view, for a doctor to report something like that, what we should be focusing on right now as a whole. But if they do suspect, they do have the legal right, and I hate saying this, they do have the legal right to test um, your newborn yep. for drugs without your consent. Yeah, they um, test the, um, the mu, how do you pronounce meconium? Or like, yeah. And the poop. and that that shows traces of um you know thc Mm -hmm. and um what they don't have legal right to do is they cannot test you without your consent and this is something that doctors are getting away with more and more as they're testing pregnant women without their consent that is illegal illegal (laughs) but it still happens so if a woman gets tested drug tested without her permission she could possibly sue that doctor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's happened in the past. Gosh, I wish I knew I was going to talk about this. I have an article that I posted on my Cannabis and Parenthood site about this very situation Mm -hmm. where mother was drug tested without her consent. She sued the hospital. Mm -hmm. And um, I think she, it ended with a settlement. Oh, I'm sure um, it did. (laughs) (laughs) It's an invasion of privacy without your consent. You cannot be tested for, for drugs. So that's just something to keep in mind. The issue with that, though, is if they do ask if they can drug test you and you decline, that raises suspicion. Mm. So it's kind of like you're... A double-edged sword. Yeah. You're in it, you're trapped. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what's really scary. So um, 
most moms to avoid all of this, they just don't bring it up. They just don't bring their cannabis consumption up, which is not good because what, what are the points of our healthcare providers if we can't talk about our health? Yeah. So it, it's kind of a vicious cycle that we're definitely, I can see that we're starting to get out of it and more doctors are not open to cannabis, but they don't judge it as harshly as they used to, which is a nice you know jump forward. But I don't even want to give advice. I just say a lot of moms don't bring it up and it, it goes through smoothly. Yeah. And, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. Like I didn't bring it up. I was asked about it by another doctor who wasn't my doctor. I had a, like a minor scare during my last pregnancy and I ended up having like strep. <laughs> but not oh, wow. strep in a place you want it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just put it like that. It wasn't pleasant. And and then my blood pressure was really high, understandably so, because um yeah, I was stressed out that I was in pain. So <laughs> um I got admitted to labor and delivery um just so they could monitor me to make sure everything was okay and that I that they didn't need to deliver the baby right then and there, which I was like, okay, you know, wasting my time, but sure, I'll sit here and make sure everything's fine with the baby. Um, the baby was fine. I was not fine. Um, <laughs> so the doctor, like, taking me in, like, asked me a bunch of questions. And I, she was like, do you smoke? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, how long have you been smoking cigarettes? And I was like, cigarettes? No. No, 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 no. Why would you assume cigarettes? <laughs> and she was like, oh, okay, well, how long have you been smoking that? And I was like, oh, like, you know, I haven't done it in a while. And she was like, okay. And just like kept moving. But I feel like, again, it's California, right? So hmm. depending on the hospital and the doctors, they may have a different view on it because it is legal. And if you're like, oh, I'm not using it, then they'll just be like, okay, fine, you know. But then again, maybe they're not. You don't know what they're writing down on that chart. So um, you kind of have to be careful with that. I didn't mention it because I felt like I had a baby before and I know what's going on with my body. Like I know what to expect. I know what's going down. Like I know what I'm doing. I trust myself and my intuition. But if it's something outside of my expertise, then I'm you know, going to tell my doctor. But I didn't feel the need to tell my doctor. Like I'm mm-hmm. taking my prenatal vitamins. I'm taking my cannabis. Like it's the same thing to me. Like, <laughs> I'm okay. Thank you. Yeah. You know. But for her, I would definitely, and I did see her photo and she is a woman of color. I'm a little weary for her because she, you know, you're in an illegal state and you're a woman of color, you're pregnant. So you have a lot of things that are strikes against you right now Mm -hmm. um, and nothing is really working in your favor. And then also you're using illegal weed, girl. That's not good. (laughs) I know you, that's all you can get your hands on. I would say, you know, maybe you could order some CBD online, you know, but I mean, absolutely, yeah, that would help you in that. And there's so many good brands out there that are like quality product and that you could get and would help you probably a lot more than using weed from some John Doe or whoever your dealer is. You don't even know. Like you don't know, but your nose knows. So if you smell it and it's smelling a little funky, do not smoke it. Don't do it. <laughs> no matter how much you want to. Because I've yeah. been in that position where I'm like, should I smoke this? <laughs> yeah. I always say like whenever, because I, I have family in illegal states and I smoke weed when I go to those illegal states. But I always sniff it first before I smoke it. Um, what are you looking for when you when you? Smoke? When I smell it, I'm looking to see does it smell like hay or does it smell like moldy? You know, like it, it should smell kind of pleasant. If the you're terpenes, no, right? yeah, the terpenes should really, they should speak to you. Like it should be like, whatever I, I have, right, right, what's that strain I have right now? Berry white. 
It smells so good. Have you smoked that one before? (laughs) It's just like a glass of wine, right? Like when you get that glass of wine, you take your nose and you bury it in the glass and you sniff the wine because Mm -hmm. your nose knows. If that wine smells off, then you probably shouldn't drink it. It might be corked or again, it might have like some sort of mold. It might have been on the shelf too long. Don't drink it. So same thing with cannabis. If you smell it and it's something is not pleasing to you, maybe you can't even put your finger on it but the smell is off to you mm-hmm. um, then something's wrong with that. That's yeah. power. Don't smoke it. So I would just say if you, maybe you don't have the means financially to um, order some CBD online, or maybe you don't know what you're looking for. I would just say, just trust your instincts with it. And before you smoke anything and you're an illegal snake, just sniff it like just <laughs> sniff it really hard. <laughs> <laughs> like you mean it. Yeah. yeah like- that bud, put that nug like all up in your nostrils and really smell it and your nose will let you know like if this is something you should be smoking. I mean, obviously there are other ways to know, but if you don't know like where it's been grown or where it's coming from, then like you're kind of relying on your instincts at this point. Yeah. Like if it comes in a Ziploc bag, smell it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. So I've had a lot of Ziploc bag weed in my days. <laughs> oh my God. Now we're spoiled. But yeah. <laughs> now I got the I got the good shit. So <laughs> let's go back to that. But I mean, if you're in a legal state and you don't have those options, I would definitely just say, you know, trust your instincts. I probably would not smoke anything, any flower if I were pregnant in an illegal state and I couldn't get my hands on any anything where I knew where it was coming from just because I would be kind of concerned about my baby. Also, as a woman of color, I would say you just need to be careful because, I mean, just showing, pulling up to the hospital, a pregnant woman and you're a woman of color, you're going to be open to all sorts of racism and shit that you don't even need in your life and problems that you don't need. And if they decide to drug test your baby just because you're black or because you're brown or, you know, you're Latina or whatever, they're going to do it. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Period. So I would just say keep that in mind and probably just, I don't want to say this. Oh, God, I don't want to say it, but just don't. Just stop. Just stop smoking. Just don't do it. I hate giving that advice. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, just stop. And like, I can't. I'm like, you're going to have to. Yeah. And I know it fucking sucks because she's saying she's got morning sickness. She's in pain. And you should be able to enjoy your pregnancy. Absolutely. It's your right. Um, but girl, it's, I don't know if like risking not seeing your child or having, you know, a social worker in your hospital room is worth it, you know? Yeah, Um, absolutely. So that's what we got for that one. (laughs) (laughs) This is a heavy podcast. I know. Usually I just smoke weed and talk shit. (laughs) I know. So on to more uh, fun and exciting conversations. I hope we were able to answer your question. Is there anything that you have going on that you would like to share with everyone? Yes. So I'm very excited about this. I am organizing monthly events at uh, yoga studios, and I plan on going across the country, not just exclusively in California. I'd like to go to Portland, Oregon next, and then Washington, and then maybe on the east side somewhere in New York. But I'm organizing um, cannabis-friendly yoga classes that are usually like three hours long. And the whole purpose of this is to get moms out of the house, socializing, exercising, and educated on Mm -hmm. various brands in their local area. So my first one is September 29th. 
in LA at a yoga studio called Lit Yoga. It's a cannabis-friendly yoga studio. So consumption is okay. And um, the name, get this, I'm calling it Mama Stay. I love it. When I saw the post, I was like, this is so cute. I love it. I'm currently trying to figure out if I can like talk my boyfriend into watching the kids while I get away for oh my your God, event. I would love went. to be there. You, you should. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to finesse him right now. I don't know. I'm, I'm always ditching him with the kids. So he might just be like, okay, look, come on, dude. Like I am babysitter so much more <laughs> yeah I do that with my husband I'm like so what'd you do today <laughs> I love you so you want to spend some time with your churn <laughs> they, they miss their dad dad <laughs> she's real cute today <laughs> look at her look at her look at her she's smiling she's got the barrettes in her hair she's being so quiet <laughs> nothing is scarier than a quiet child <laughs> no that's the most terrifying like my daughter's being quiet no she's sleeping okay um, you're yeah, like, oh, she's too quiet right now. What's going on? Quiet. That's why I have the, the mama stalker camera, the baby monitor. I know what you're doing. Oh, but, I um, totally. I have cameras all over. People are just like, oh, cannabis parents must be bad moms or whatever. It's like, no, we're probably the most overly cautious people you'll meet. Like, I have cameras in every room of our place, like a camera in the living room, a camera in both the bedrooms, in our bedroom and in our daughter's room. And nobody is making a move in this mm-hmm. house without us seeing it or hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> She can be in the room and I can't even see her and I know what she's doing. I know. Like I can and the funny part is like, total digression, but like so when my daughter's playing in her room, like we'll let her go play or whatever, but we're watching her on the camera. And so if she does something, we'll kind of shout from the other room, like, Zora, don't do that. And she'll like scream like ah! It's like we see you. She's like, no. Yes. They know what they're doing is gonna get. I think they do it just to get the attention. You know, totally, it's fun, right? totally. It's part of the game. Yeah, it's all <laughs> part of the game. I'm winning though. So. <laughs> yeah, like I've been on this earth longer than you. I have a lot of tricks up my sleeve, buddy. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> and technology is on my side. <laughs> you know, I'm like low key soccer now. I never would have thought. I know. <laughs> but uh, anywho, back to your event, because it sounds super cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. We get... No, that's a good thing. Okay. So um, event, September 29th, 4 to 7 in LA. I'm very excited. Tickets are available on Event High, and my link is in my personal profile page at Kira Fay in the bio, where that link is. And um, it's an event that I'm really just, and I guess in short, I kind of just came out of the deep depths of postpartum depression. Hmm is where I feel like I'm at in my life right now. And I'm looking for a change in my lifestyle and like my mentality, like I'm looking for something different. So recently I've started incorporating cannabis yoga and meditation into my life. And I've noticed drastic changes in how I wake up in the morning and how I go to bed and how I just, you know, do daily activities. It's just happier or it's just, it's different. I'm more involved, more engaged, more aware and more present, which is amazing. And I wanted to share this with a lot of women because postpartum depression sucks and you feel like you're alone when you're, uh, that's how I felt. I felt like I was alone. Nobody's going through this, but me, nobody will understand. And little did I know that it's a very common thing that women just don't really talk about. And I've done events in the past. They were the women's health summits and they were very large scale events. I've had like 15 brands, 200 attendees, and I couldn't engage with the attendees at all because I was busy. 
Mm-hmm. I was organizing everything, and that made me so sad because that was the whole point of these events is to meet other like-minded parents and, and engage and have conversations. So the lit, the uh, Mama Stay events are a lot smaller and more intimate where I could really focus on connecting with people. And instead of us just sitting down, getting high and eating, we're doing some exercise, we're socializing, there's CBD massage that's going to be there as well. So it's really like um, a mom getaway. I'm sold. Yeah, <laughs> we can definitely wrap it up um you plugged your event so thank you I'm, I'm gonna get my ticket and if anyone needs to reach you they can always follow you on instagram right at cannabis and parenthood yes. and your personal handle is at kira Fay. that's me yeah i mean thank you so much for coming on the podcast today you know kids will never let us be great i just want you guys to <laughs> <laughs> awesome. so accurate right now <laughs> we love them but they don't want us to be great <laughs> no. it's all about them it's all about them as it should be they're cute so they are they are cute <laughs> and they're tiny so but thank you so much for taking out the time to speak with me and i really appreciate having you on the podcast i feel like i should have you back again i know yeah. i say that with every guest i have but i really feel like i should have you back because you can help me answer these questions. <laughs> actually, I think that we should definitely like collect all the DMs that we haven't answered yet or the like the ones that we questions that we get all the time. Yeah. We just spend like an hour answering them together. That would be fun. That would be so much fun. And I think that everyone would love that, especially the people waiting for me to get back to them. Yep. <laughs> it's like two birds with one stone. So yeah. <laughs> everybody <Yeah>. wins. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You have been amazing. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Okay, guys. So <laughs> I really like this hurricane strain. I don't I'm not ranking it yet because I need to smoke it a few more times. It's only my first time. But uh, it's really a good daytime. Um, hi, I'm not feeling sleepy or tired. My body, it's not a body high. It's definitely a head high. Like, and I'm, But I feel loose. Like, I feel like I'm relaxing. Um, my body feels like relaxed, but I still feel like I can go and wash these dishes in the sink. <laughs> and I can still take a shower. And like, oh, I love taking showers high. Who else loves taking showers high? the best feeling in the world next to like hot boxing hot boxing and the shower and then you take the shower oh name something else better than sex i mean sex is like the only thing that's better than that <laughs> anyways i hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast and i hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with kira of cannabis and parenthood i hope that if you guys get a chance to here in la check out Mama Stay, which is her event that she's having and i think that i'm gonna be there so if you're gonna be there and she's gonna be there and i'm gonna be there i think it's gonna be a good ass time and i need it i mean as someone who just had a baby i definitely just need to get out of the house more but then when i get out of the house i'm like oh i could have been with my kids i could have been with my man i could have been working on blonde blonde mama i just give myself so much guilt and i just uh, i gotta stop that so we all we all have to stop that and i'm so glad she's putting on an event like this that you know marries cannabis and yoga and motherhood all into one just to help you realize that you need to take care of yourself. And I think that's why cannabis is so dope is that it allows you to take care of yourself more and be mindful more and care more and be more compassionate and loving and just the best version of yourself. That's how I feel, at least cannabis and what it does. That's what it does for me. 
I can't speak for everybody else, <laughs> but it seems like that's the consensus overall. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I really enjoyed chatting with Kira, and I hope that if you guys loved her, which I, I love her, then you should definitely check out her Instagram page, which is at Cannabis and Parenthood, or you can check out her personal Instagram page, which is at Kira Fay. I'll have all this stuff in the show notes, so you can check that out. Click the links, copy paste, whatever you got to do, so you can check her out. Also, check out her event she's having on September 29th here in LA called Mama Stay. And yeah, that's all I got for y'all. If you love Blunt Blowing Mama, bake, bake sure. <laughs> I am baked though. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> okay. Make sure. <laughs> I'm so high. Fuck, that is a good strain. Okay. Make sure to follow Blunt Blowing Mama on Instagram. Follow Blunt Blowing Mama on Twitter or like Blunt Blowing Mama on Facebook. And if you are really, really loving Blunt Blowing Mama podcast, then you would probably be the perfect patron. Yes, Blunt Blowing Mama has a patron. I am asking you guys that if you love this show and you want more, I am giving my patrons up to three bonus episodes a month. Which is really dope because you're like, oh shit, I love listening to this bitch's podcast. Damn, why does only got to be once a month? <laughs> no, you'll get, I mean, not once a month. Oh my gosh, I'm high. <laughs> you get the new episodes once a week on Thursdays. But if you're a patron, you'll get three extra episodes of the podcast a month. And you'll be able to have a 30 minute chat with me to ask me any questions you might have or in regards to cannabis and being a mom or using cannabis while pregnant, or if you have questions about how to grow your Instagram page and you're in the cannabis world and you want to figure out how to do that as a mom, I can offer you advice on that. And also you're going to get all my live stream smoke sessions. You get some exclusive smoke sessions once a month with me live streaming so we can chat and chill and also like smoke weed together (laughs) and all of my lives that I do on Instagram you know on Instagram they go away after I post it but patron they're gonna live on there so you guys will be able to watch those if you miss the smoke sesh and you'll be able to see the questions that I asked and the things that I talked about so yeah there's just so many benefits to being a patron and you can be one for as little as two dollars Let me hold $2 real quick. I know y'all got $2. (laughs) And your support will basically help me do so many things that I wanted to do, but mainly just keep the lights on for Blunt Blunt Mama because I spend a lot of my personal money on this podcast. I'm not a rich chick. I'm very regular. You know, I live in a two-bedroom, two-bath apartment in West Hollywood. And it's not the fanciest apartment. It's very no frills. There's no central air. We have a unit in the window. Like, <laughs> I'm very regular and I'm doing this because I love it and I'm taking money from anywhere that I can get it to make it happen. And I so I need y'all's support to help me keep Blunt Blowing Mama alive. Uh, become a patron. You know, link is in Blunt Boy Mama's Instagram page bio, or you can just go to bluntboymama.com backslash podcast and you can see all here and see the show notes for all of my episodes of the podcast. And you can also 
click the link at the top of the page to become a patron. Yeah, man. I mean, that's all I'm doing. I'm working on some things. I have the second season of the podcast coming soon, which means that the first season will be coming to a close soon as well. But don't worry, I'm going to be back and it's going to be better than ever. I have something super special in the works for you guys for the second season. It's going to be so good. I'm so excited about it. Your support, I mean, you guys, totally means like everything to me. I cannot even like express how much love I get. And I feel like I don't say this enough. But I get so much love for you guys from you guys on Instagram and Facebook and the Facebook group, the Blunt Boy Mama Facebook group, which is which if you become a patron, you become part of that. Um it's one of like the best things you guys have, like the most amazing stories to share and things to tell. And you're always so encouraging. And I love all the love because it keeps me going. I really appreciate that. Um, so yeah, I don't even know what I'm babbling about. See, that's how I know I'm high. But <laughs> anyways, become a patron if it's of interest to you, which I think it should if you're listening to the podcast, right? Uh, the link is in my bio on Instagram at Blunt Boy Mama. Or you can just go to bluntboymama.com backslash patron. Or you can share this podcast with a friend if you think it's dope and they should hear it. Or if you think that your mama or your daddy or somebody should hear it because they need to wake up and realize that cannabis is not that, send it to them. It's a good icebreaker, right? <laughs> um, if you want to leave me a review, please do that. That would be so dope. I really appreciate your reviews. They help other people. It helps, us, well, at least on Apple Podcasts, when the more reviews you have, like the more people are able to see it and the more it pops up and stuff so that they're able to say, hey, all this is out there because I want as many moms as possible to find this podcast so that they know that they're not alone and that they're not the only woman out here who smokes weed or uses cannabis in any any shape or form. And they're okay. They're not bad parents. They're using it responsibly. You're not a bad parent. You're treating yourself. It's your medicine. It's plant medicine. It's a plant that is turned into medicine. So fight anybody who says otherwise. <laughs> Just kidding. Anywho. Oh my gosh. I don't know why I'm sniffling. Am I catching the cold? Oh, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> this is so horrible. I'm like, why am I sniffling? But anyways, guys, <laughs> let me get my high ass off this podcast. I think I said all the things I was supposed to say. And if I haven't, oh, well, <laughs> until next time. Bye guys.